Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. And Skeeter, after a Monday finish at the Northern Trust, a very quick turnaround as we go to Caves Valley in, in Maryland. And, well, what do we take away from the Northern Trust before we start to look into a tournament that, quite frankly, I'm not sure we know a whole lot about. So what do we learn from this weekend and this Monday finish? Um, I think some golf writers and people have to find a different story to write about now each week. Because Finau finally won again. All right. Yeah, I guess that is uh, probably the big story. But what if the story is uh, Finau can't win on Sundays? Well, no, that's also fair. Uh, Did he win on Sunday for his first win in Puerto Rico? Probably. Uh, but he can't win on the continental U.S. on Sunday. Well, we're flying put all these conditions on. So, so wait, when it goes to win tournament, the champions that's still not going to count. That's correct. Okay. But he certainly has earned his way into tournament of champions. Unlike uh, I don't even know if he was in the field last year when a non-champion won that thing, which is besides the point. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Um, no, it was nice. It's finally nice to see him win. Um, it was. Really good guy, and everybody's just been waiting for him for years, and he's had some heartbreaks. Like, he's he's lost somewhere he probably shouldn't have lost, or it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything he did wrong. Somebody just outplayed him. So, so yeah, it was nice to see him finally get that win. I wish I was on him, but I, well, I wasn't on him. I wasn't on anybody, correct? So, it was just a lost week for me. I wasn't on him. I was on Patrick Reed, had him in four of ten lineups. And if this isn't exactly the most Patrick Reed thing ever. So here we are now. The Ryder Cup's not that far away. I went from Thursday cussing him out. I hate Patrick Reed. The same same old story. Now he's got double pneumonia. The Ryder Cup's coming up. I'm worried. Are we going to have Patrick Reed, Captain America, at the Ryder Cup? That stupid Patrick Reed now has me liking him and worried about him. That is Patrick Reed in a nutshell. This is oh man now now I hate the fact that I'm worried about him. I like him again. Yeah, well, I mean, you always you, you never like see anybody uh, in the hospital or dealing with anything like that. So, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think there's a there's a chance he's not able to play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think he, you know he's mm-hmm. 26 in the FedEx, FedEx Cup, and I realize that, you know he's not getting any points this week and depending on what people do behind him, there's a good chance he falls out and doesn't even make East Lake. But even if he could make East Lake, is he in any shape to play? Like, I don't know. I don't know the recovery and double pneumonia, but it sounds like it will take, I would assume it would take a little while if you're in the hospital for multiple days. That would be my assumption too, man. I don't know how many uh, electrolytes and whatnot you can pump into your body and get your energy back. So that will remain to be seen. But I just thought, I was thinking that today, like as the, really yesterday as the story came out, like, Oh, so, so he's sick, and now I have to worry about him after I cussed him out all day. And now the Ryder Cup's coming up. I'm going to miss him. Like, and then here I have now a soft spot for Patrick Reed after all these days. Like, what the heck's happened? Yeah, you, you just wonder if all that travel from like England to Minneapolis to Tokyo to Memphis, all four weeks in a row, if that if that just somehow finally caught up with him. Because remember, he was also going to play Wyndham, and then had to withdraw with an ankle, and then that's right. Then he withdrew from the Northern Trust for an ankle, and apparently the ankle got okay, but the pneumonia decided to uh, alter his plans a little bit. 
Yeah, so hopefully you're all right, Captain America, and we'll see what happens when the Ryder Cup comes around. But as for the Northern Trust, uh, other than the amazing views and the fact that the course was playable after the weather came through, amazing. which uh, yeah, is amazing too. Anything else you take away from that? I don't think so. Um, I don't know when they're. I don't know when next time they go back there because now the first playoff event next year will be FedEx in Memphis, and then. I don't know if the BMW will go there, or I don't know what they're going to do with the BMW. I hope to see golf on that golf course again. That's uh, Liberty National is a pretty sharp course. I will say one thing I take away from last week that also transitions transitions us into this coming week is not only is it about the finish, and I don't know if you watched the Corn Ferry Tournament on th- uh, Sunday because Northern Trust was rained out, but Aaron Rye misses. Basically, he he it takes him four to get down from like just – Pat behind the green or something, and he he loses the tournament, but then also gains his card. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it was like that that whole up and down story, and the same thing with watching the Northern Trust is it's not only about who the winner is, but who's advancing. As I told you before we started here, I'm tracking exactly what number Charlie Hoffman's at, <laughs> and whether or not he's getting to East Lake or not, which it looks like he he certainly has an opportunity to. Going to have to play good this week, but the the dynamic of watching that tournament with that as well as who's going to win, like that makes the I. I was a less than wholehearted proponent of the playoff when it came around, but I can't say that I'm not captivated by it. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, right. Who won the corn fairy? Um, I don't know. Not Aaron Rye. Cause I was watching. I was like, oh. I think that's Aaron Ryan. I was like, maybe it's not. Is he on the corn fairy tour? And I was like, Oh yeah. No, I don't know if this makes me a golf degenerate better or worse than I do know who that is. Well, I mean, I can't- I mean, was it Lucas Herbert and Matthias Schwab also? I mean, like, it was like like the top five of the Corn Fury Tour looked like a Euro Tour event. Yeah, so I honestly, I can't remember who beat him That's off the top of my head. I'll look this up. I don't I'll know but the name I, as soon as I see. Oh, Grayson Sig. Okay, I remember, but it was never coming out of my uh, mouth there. Right. So, yeah, anyway, the whole, the whole dynamic of just – Everything that goes into the playoff advancing, your positioning, I've, I found that pretty fascinating. It's a fun story to watch. I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to guys getting their cards at the end of the year in oh, other yeah. regards or getting the win to extend their exemptions, things like that. It's always a good storyline. Wasn't Keith Mitchell the one who birdied his final three holes to get into uh, the BMW? Maybe. Maybe. There was another one. Who was Kevin not playing with? Was it? It wasn't Norin, was it? Somebody made a putt on 18 that, like, clearly made a difference to him. I think it might have been Norin, and Kevin Nah was cheering for him. Yeah, I think it might have been Norin, because I think he was another one who played his way in. Yeah, but that's just, that's pretty cool. And the fact that uh, the the other players are aware of it, too, is just, I don't know, it's cool. It's a new dynamic. I like it. Not new, but newer, certainly, and something that uh, I find entertaining. Oh, Absolutely. Well, are we ready to get into the BMW uh, new place, new face on the course? We're going to Maryland. Uh, what are we doing here, Skeeter? What What do we know? What do we got? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a weird week here. So this is at Caves Valley outside Baltimore. Apparently, it's a pretty exclusive uh, club. It's uh, like only a 600 members. Hundred thousand dollar initiation fee and then twenty thousand a year. So um, I don't think you, as a uh, owning your own lawn mowing business, me as a public school teacher, are exactly going to be uh, crashing this party anytime soon. Come on, bro. Wait till I hit that half mil this year in fantasy football. If I don't hit a millie maker before then, come on. Oh, nice. Calling your shots. I like it. 
Everyone calls him. Nobody hits him. Uh, back to reality. Yeah. What else you got? What else for you got for uh, us here? Uh, Par 72, 7,500 yards, I believe. Um, so very similar to last week, except the extra yardage is an extra par 5. All the par 5s are between 550 and 600. A decent amount of par 4s are 450 to 500, but there's three of them that play under 400. And I think they could be drivable. One has like a big pond of water, which, you know, probably would not be, but maybe if you hit it right or if the wind is the right way, you could do it. But a couple of quotes I've seen, people think that this, you know, this could play really easy, not a ton of defense. It all depends on the rough. Um, haven't really heard anything, you know, with this being a day off, you know, one less day. I haven't heard reports yet of what the rough is like. And this almost feels like, was it last year or two years ago when the Tour Championship ended on a Monday and the uh, Safeway Open started on a Thursday? Like, oh, that was a great off season, a whole whopping two days. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what, yeah, what so, you're getting here. But, yeah, um, seven, 69 golfers, actually, with no Patrick Reed. So the field's down to 69, no no alternates. Number number 71, who I think was Terrell Hatton, does not get to um, does not get to take Reed's place. Oh, no, it wasn't Terrell Hatton. It was another one of your guys, Matthew Wolf. I'm sad that Wolfie's not in there, but let's let him get back and regroup. I would like to see uh, Hatton play. I always enjoy watching him play. Um well, he was seventy fourth, and what, what what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, so he so, he cooled off from that like number seven world ranking he was at. I think is where as high as he was when we drafted our fantasy team. Uh, he certainly didn't pan out. Louis Oosthuizen was a sleeper on that team that kind of made up for him. Uh, I'm just happy I have five guys. Uh, no, I have six guys playing this week in, in our league. I haven't looked. I mean, I, I I have the major power of Chris Kirk and um, Cameron Tringali, who, uh, saving Tringali still, somehow still might make the Tour Championship. He's 34th. Um, but, yeah, so 69 golfers, a no cut, so everybody gets four rounds. Um, obviously, I think the, there'll be two races going on, the race to win the tournament and the race to make East Lake next week top 30 will make their way to Atlanta for the tour championship. So there's, you know, there's some interesting names in the bottom five. Patrick Reed's 26. He's probably not going to be there. Sung Jay's 25th. Um, Rory McIlroy, 28th. Your boy, Charlie, 29th. And Max Holman, 30th. And you have people like Kisner, Siwoo, Leishman on the outside. Um, Phil, 70th. So... He'd probably have to win, or he'd have to do something major in order to get in. But um, yeah, I think there'll be some stories. There'll be a couple guys who probably sneak in, and I hope we'll hit them a little bit. But um, yeah, I just don't know what to make of this course. Uh, going back to course, um, I'm weighing par fives, five fifty to six hundred, par fours, four fifty to five hundred. But outside of that, it's an educated guess. Um, birdies are better are going to be in there. Uh, Tita Green. I'm looking at proximities, a little bit wedge ranges, and maybe around 200, 175 to 200, but that's just a guess. Like, I don't know what to expect. We've never seen this on a PGA Tour. I think it's hosted some champion, uh, some Champions Tour majors or things like that, but I don't think there's a ton of knowledge about this course. If there's nothing I like better than running in blind with no knowledge, I, I don't know what it is. Let's <laughs> let's get into this field, Skeeter. If you, is there anything else before we do? Um, I don't think so, unless you want... I did find the perks of getting the FedEx Top 30. Yes. Entry into three of the four major championships, the Masters, the U.S. Open, and the Open, 
But okay. we also know that the PGA Championships, you're going to get into that one. I believe you get a minimum $400,000. This is the Golf News Net, so hopefully it's a reliable source. Entry into <laughs> WG... Or, well, I don't, actually, I don't know what the new schedule. Um, API, Heritage, the players, thing like that. Uh, and the always popular likely improved tee time slotting for the featured groups, meaning you, know, you don't get the Benny on treatment of getting the first tee time like three weeks in a row. Well, we all know the Seagull needs more TV time. He did throw a dart, I think, on 15 when he got on TV. Never saw him again, but that's neither here nor there. Well, we, all, we also need him to make the master so we get all better first-round leader. Uh, first-round leader? Uh, Last-round leader? Hello? <laughs> 100% in my lineups. Come on now. Well, you know, I got to think about this chronologically. First-round leader pays out a little bit for last-round leader. That's a fact. That's a fact. Uh only last round leader would make me shed a tear, though. Oh, 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 man. It would be something. Oh, that's so far in the future. Let's get into the field today and the players that are looking to secure all those things by making it to next week. Sounds good. 10K Plus has a couple extra guys from normal because this is such a heavy hitter field. John Rahm, 11 7, Xander Shoffley, 11 1. Spieth is 10-8, Thomas 10-6, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson 10-4, Brooks Kepa 10-2, Colin Morikawa 10-K even, Skeeter, who do you like here and why? I think we're going to go JT at 10-6. Uh, starting to show some life. The putter actually woke up a little bit last week. He'll still give himself plenty of good opportunities. He's 6 in the par 4 from 4,500. That was over the past 24 rounds, but over the last 12 rounds or less, he's top 10 in, in my model. So, three, three, uh, he's third in the last four rounds, six in the last eight rounds, ninth in the last 12 rounds. I mean, there's one other guy I like, but he's just, you know, way too expensive. 10 6 for JT, he's showing life. It might only be a matter of time until he figures it out. So, I'll try to take a chance and jump on him early. I think John Rahm's my favorite. Pricing just came out today. I haven't done a lot of builds. You know I like somebody in the cheap 7Ks that's going to help me fit them in. No cut event, which means I'm more likely to take stabs in 6K, knowing that they're going to play all four rounds. John Rahm, I mean, yeah, he didn't finish, but he seems clear-cut better than the field, even though he wasn't the winner yesterday to me. And in a place where I don't know anything about, and you can go out and throw a bunch of birdies around? Give me John Rahm. Yeah, he's second for me. I mean, I think he's the early betting favorite, and it's not close. I'm trying to pull mm -hmm. this up on DraftKings Sportsbook. I think he was eight. Off. Oh, cheap. Well, that's a better number than I'm seeing. Um, I'm sorry, five and a half. That's the number I saw. Five and a half to one. The next, the next two golfers are 16 to one. So, I mean, it's probably deserved, but, oh, man, that's, I mean, 11-7 is among the highest prices we've seen all year. In a no-cut event, he basically has to win. And I'm not even sure that he, even if he wins, that he's going to be in the uh, final, in the winning lineups in GPPs. I mean, we saw that at the um, mm -hmm. at the U.S. Open where he won but was not part of the, um, the, winning, the winning lineup. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's food for thought. I forgot about you saying that, and that certainly does uh... – it makes me think here. Makes me think. But for now, I'm going with him. 
If you don't go, well, you said he's your number two. Is there anybody else in the uh, in the field here in this top end you like that you want to talk about? I don't think so. There's nobody else that really jumps out at me. I think there's some guys in the nines I'd rather go to at discounts. My number two is Morikawa just because of how good he's been playing. And, yeah, there are some guys in the nines I'd get after. But Morikawa's been playing really good. Was terrible. Well, not terrible, but he missed the cut last week. He said, you know, since winning the Open that his goal is really to find his way to the Tour Championship. I don't know how much you want to make of it, but his T-71 at the Scottish Open was followed by an Open Championship. So clearly he can bounce back. I'm going to take a chance at 10K even with him. Can I uh, – he's my fade. Um, okay. And can I give you some bad news on him? Yeah, sure. So apparently he came out last week saying that ever since the Olympics, he's been fighting a little bit of a back injury. Oh, really? I did not hear that. Yeah, yeah. So apparently that came out like Thursday after his first round that, yeah, he's been battling a little bit of a sore back or back injury that he tweaked at the Olympics, which might maybe make sense to why he's hasn't been real good the past couple times we've seen him in Memphis and then at, uh, you know, last week. So... You know, that just doesn't sound good. I mean, he statistically, he's number one in my model over the past 24 rounds, but you do notice a pretty decent-sized drop-off in the shorter-term model, so something's going on with him. Um, I just, I mean, 10000 is normally a good price if I knew he was healthy. Absolutely, but I, that just does not sound like something I want to take a chance on this week. I'm really dumb. If I play ten lineups, I'm having him in one for sure with that knowledge. Maybe two. I don't just. Bl- I don't blame you. I don't think he'll be real popular for that reason alone. Yeah, I might. I, so while I had no idea about it, and I'm not trying to spin my like second choice, I just missed it. I was at a fantasy draft on uh, fantasy football draft on a Saturday, and I have not heard that story. But interesting. Um, I'll stick with him for now. No, but I mean. This is one of the things, because how many times have we seen, like, Jason Day have a sore back, nobody plays him, and, oh, he goes and wins. Mm. So I guess I'm fading Spieth at that price, because if I'm getting close to the JT Xander, I'm just playing those guys. Spieth had a great year, great bounce back, but I'll take the Dustin Johnson discount before I go to Spieth. So he's my fade, not that there's anything wrong with what he's done, but... I don't know. Has he been good enough this year to be the third best golfer in the pricing? Uh, not for my, not for me. I think this year, yes, but recently, no. I mean, let's see, 73rd at Northern Trust. He's 12th at St. Jude's, 2nd at the Open, 19th at the U.S. Open. So he's, he's had a good performances, but yeah, last week was, I think, outside of his 62 on Friday. I don't think he did much else the rest of the week. Shall we take it to the 9Ks? Yep. As you would imagine in this field, there's some studs, and we'll start with Tony Finau, the reigning Northern Trust champion at 98, Louis Oosthuizen 96, Cam Smith 95, Rory McIlroy 94, Bryson's 93, Patrick Cantley 92, Victor Hovland 91, Daniel Berger 9K even. Skeeter, where are you going in this tier? Give me Rory. 9,400 for Rory? Mm. Like, why is Cam Smith higher? Yes, I know Cam Smith just finished second. I get it. But come on, do we really think Cam Smith is a better player than Rory even right now? Like Rory's irons were off last week, but he gained putting. Like this is a this is an anomaly with him with his irons. Like I'm going I can forgive that. He still ranks out really well over the past twenty four rounds for me. He's fifth Tita Green. He's first in par four, four fifty to five hundred. Ninth in the wedge proximity, tenth in birdies are better. 
I mean, I know Rory can make birdies in a no-cut events. I'm going to take him, and he does, you know, he rates up pretty well long-term and, you know, decent over 12 rounds. So this just feels way too cheap of a price at 9400 for Rory. I'm going to go with Louie. I mean, he's just done nothing but absolutely compete. Has he won? Well, no. Maybe he wins finally next week if he gets a little bit higher up the standings. But Louie has been nothing but outstanding all year. He's had a couple blips where he wasn't great. Uh, I don't know much about this course to say, oh, it fits Louie. It doesn't. Louie Ustase has been really good. There's no reason to fade him unless he's going to be 90% owned. He's probably going to be high owned. Uh, Louie, you said? Yeah, Louis Oosthuizen. Uh, 12.5% on a Tuesday night. That's probably not bad in a 70-man field, 69-man field, no-cut event. No. Um, but, of course, remember, Louis hasn't, he hasn't played the past two weeks, so that's uh, that's a slight issue. I mean, if everything comes back to saying he's healthy, then absolutely he makes sense. And besides, if Finau just won, maybe it's Louis' turn to win. Uh, I, I'd be all right with that. I'd, I, the way this year's gone, I wouldn't mind if Louis won next week. That would be fitting. Didn't win anything till he won it all. Well, he's been one of the most consistent golfers too. So he has been he he's been one of the top five golfers this year, without a question, in my mind. Right. So, I mean, when you especially when you factor in a lot of those performances were in majors, like I mean, that's just that's just really impressive. If you don't go, Rory, where else are you going? Oh, um, might be t- you know if we're talking about underpriced golfers compared to what we're used to. Right below Rory's Bryson at 9,300. Yep. I mean, past 24 rounds, third birdie or third opportunities gained six birdies or better. Number one, par five is 5,600. Like, I think, I, how many birdies did he make last week? There was some, I think there was some ridiculous number he, he made. He had that round on Thursday where he only had two pars and shot even par. Oh, the old Shane Bacon cycle scorecard. Absolutely, a tie to record. He had 25 birdies and one eagle last week. There were some others who had 20 plus birdies. So, but maybe he's just starting to figure. You know, maybe things are coming back around after the caddy split, and maybe he's got all the pressure off of him. And you know, kind of maybe avoid. I don't think he's talking to the media right now, so maybe he's just trying to um, focus a little bit more on the golf. But. In a no-cut event, I really like people who can make birdies, and he fits. Um, unfortunately, I think he's the most popular play right now in the nine in the nines. Um, in fact, yeah, he's one of the most popular plays this week with a rom. So he's number two for me here. I mean, it's all what you just said. He's so underpriced. What's the number for you at the book? I see him at twenty to one. Way higher up than where DraftKings pricing has him. Let's take a look because I because I got Rory at twenty five to one. That is the same number I'm looking at, and I bet that immediately. Like, okay, you know, that's just at some point you gotta just take that. Bryson's twenty two. Okay, so we have him similar spots, but and he's the same. Uh, I mean, he's the same number as Louis and DJ. Yeah, he's 20. So Louis and DJ are 22. He's 20. But, yeah, so he's essentially right with or just uh, above, basically, there. So, yeah, I'm with you, though. He's my number two for all the reasons you said. Are we possibly fading the same person here? Um, boy. I don't. There's not an obvious fade for me here. 
I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna play the potentially dumb narrative of losing in a playoff can really hurt you. Cam Smith, even though he, I mean he played well in Memphis, didn't win when he tried to get out of the trees and couldn't. Played well last week, lost in the playoff when he hit a ball in the water. Like, does that ultimately just kind of come back to haunt him? So, and again, I'm not paying more money for Cam Smith than Rory or Bryson. So for me, it's Cam Smith. I might be fading Victor Hovland. It hasn't been great here in the last couple of events. Lost his cool and busted his putter this week. I I was going to go with Tony Finau, but here's the deal. I'm not sure what to think of him, but all the pressure off of him, he could win this event by 10. I mean, he's talented enough to do it. He's not going to. I get that. Right. But but he's talented enough to, and now the pressure's off. Like, I can't wait to see what Tony Finau looks like this week with the win under his belt. So I'm not going to fade him because I could see this being an absolute launching pad for him. So I'll fade Victor Hovland here, who's not that he hasn't been great lately, 43rd, 36, but lost is cool. I'm looking for a fade here in a tier that is full of studs that I like. So I don't know. It's 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 not exactly fully uh, supported with, with logic there. Well, no, and back to your female point, remember Bryson? I mean, we've seen people make runs of the FedEx Cup playoffs before Bryson won a couple in a row a few years ago. Um, Horschel had that wild um, run mm-hmm. where he won a FedEx Cup where he just caught absolute fire. So, yeah, I'm not fading female here just because of win. We've kind of seen players get hot in the FedEx Cup playoffs before. All right, it's 8K's time. It's Scotty Scheffler, 89, Hideki's 88, Abe Answer, 87, Corey Connors, 86, Webb Simpson, 85, Harris English, 84, Sam Burns, 83, Paul Casey, 82, Joaquin Neiman's 81, and Sung JM, 8K even. Skeeter, uh, a bunch more good names in the 8Ks. Where are you going? Who's your favorite? I mean, maybe I'll just take him because he's on my fantasy team too, but uh, I'm going to stick with Paul Casey. Um I like it. Just doesn't do anything wrong. Second tee to green, second approach, eighth in opportunities gained, 11th in that par 5 for 550 to 600. Like, this is default play Paul Casey pricing when he's low 8Ks or even the 7s. Like, he's just so consistent. He'll make enough birdies to make himself relevant in no cut event. So, he'll give himself plenty of opportunities. 8,200. I think that's more than a fair price. And, I mean, he'll be popular, but yeah, he's the most popular in this range, but it's not a high, you know, it's not a significant popular over everybody else. I think Paul Casey's my favorite as well. Uh, You kind of hit all the points. Let me throw Webb Simpson in there. I'll put him as my favorite instead. He is on my fantasy team. His name is James Frederick Webb Simpson, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Uh, and at 8,500, man, I don't need Webb to do it all. I'm a little concerned about the length you're talking about, right? This doesn't sound like Webb's the kind of guy that's going to go overpower it like the way I would like to think Bryson's going to. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. So maybe the length is a little more than I'd like for Webb. You know, I prefer maybe 7,200, but it is what it is. Webb at 8,500 is a nice value. I'm going to take him. Yeah, my, my issue with Webb is outside of Wyndham, he just, you know, and we know that's Webb's his home. Course. Yeah, you name a kid after, after that. He just hasn't been great. I mean, 
He showed some life, 19th at the Open, 15th at St. Jude, but then 47th at the Northern Trust. Um, granted, there's a lot of off the tee in putting. I do worry that off the tee might mean a little something here this week if they can bomb and gouge. So the approach at least the past two weeks has been there, and he's starting to show a little bit of life, but I, I don't know. I I think, you know, I like Casey a little bit cheaper. I think I like somebody a little higher than him. Well, who is that number two for you? I'm really tempted to bet him at 40 to 1, Hideki. Yeah. Tita Green's there, approaches there, opportunities, gain is there, birdies is there. Um, good par four for 450 500 player. Of course, with Hideki, can he make a putt? Um, Let's see. Well, hey, he gained 1.6 strokes putting last week. He also lost three on approach, so that's about right. Um, just, he kind of pop out of nowhere, too. And, you know, kind of like Fina last week, 40 to 1 on Hideki in this field seems a little high. I thought about him as one of my top guys here, too. So my number two was Webb, really, because I said Casey was my number one. Hideki and Corey Connors both entice me as well. So I'll say Corey Connors because you said Hideki, and I was flipping a coin anyway. Brownie. But uh, Corey Connors entices me as well. Been playing, you know, he had he had a great run this summer, and his name popped up a little bit this past week, finishing eighth. He had a 13th at the Olympics, 36th at the St. Jude, uh, 15th at the Open. So that's a pretty good run of three or four straight tournaments. So I'll take a chance at Corey Connors here as well, but there's really four names I like that I think you could start a lineup with here. Right, and, you know, Corey Connors also fits Team No Putts with Hideki so that may, and Paul Casey, so that makes sense. Who are you fading up here? Oh, uh, you know, I looked at Harris English. Like, he rated out well, and he just – I almost wonder if he's starting to lose a little of energy after winning again or after he kind of where, – where did he blow the lead? Was it St. Jude? Mm, well, yeah, they had it the... was because I played him there. Okay. Yeah, he just – you know, I think maybe the wins is out of his sails. Two wins. Like, he's a good burner, better player right now, good putter, but more recent trends, just he's kind of heading down a little bit. So, I just wonder if maybe he's just run out of steam after that, uh, after he lost at the WGC. So, for me, it's Harris English. It's not a convincing fade. You know, it's kind of, feels like that's the theme of this week that we have fades, but it's like, yeah, not the most convincing ones in the world. I'm fading Sam Burns, a guy who's had three to, uh, yeah. top 20, 20, or four top 21s in his last five events. Why am I fading him? I don't know, because at the same price, I can get Paul Casey. That's yeah, about, that's about it. I can go a little cheaper and get Sung GM. You know what I mean? Like, But maybe that's not – I don't feel crazy confident about it, but that's my fade. Yeah, no, I don't, uh, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Let's go to 7K. It's not as full as normal, but – uh, not going to give you all of them. Is there a name that is absolutely jumping out of you out of these 20 or so, 25 golfers in 7K? Yes, there is. Let me, I'm trying to figure out what I got them at. 45, okay, 45 to 1 is a number. Um, Shane Lowry just keeps playing well. Dude, um, absolutely my favorite play in this tier, too. I mean, <laughs> why? I don't know. Again, I don't know why he is cheaper than Neiman, who on my fantasy team, and Sungjae. Like, he, 12th tee to green, 7th in approach, 9th in opportunities gained, 13th birdies are better. Putter, again, also another member of team can't putt at times. 
But 24 rounds, and recently he's top 10 in, every, in my model, whether it's 24, 12, or 8 rounds, like 16th over 50 rounds. He just feels mispriced here. And 7,900, I can do, you know, starting the line with him and Casey gives me a lot of flexibility, and Lowry's kind of medium popularity, so I'm, I don't see a reason not to play him. Because I love somebody else and because you already said him. I mean, Shane Lowry, I love too, dude. You realize, I, I heard today, I guess he's never been on the Ryder Cup team. I, I can't really remember who the Euros put up there in 2018. It feels like forever ago. But I guess well, he wasn't on that squad. Remember Lowry? Well, Lowry didn't win the Open until 19, so. But he, he finished second at the U.S. Open before that. So he wasn't an unknown before that. Right. Um... So just a little surprising at that. I mean, maybe it's not as a big of a deal as I'm making it out to be. I think he's pretty locked in on this one. Well, I'm I'm thinking he's got to have some momentum going that way right now for him, and uh, so I I would think that's like another reason to not only that he certainly wants to win the FedEx Cup, all that kind of good stuff, but that's just a little bit more reason of momentum for Shane Lowry for some massive event he's had to wait one extra year before he's going to get to do for the first time. So I love Lowry, but. I guess my favorite's got to be the Seagull, Charlie Hoffman. My man was absolutely on fire, except for when he wasn't. I, I think it was Saturday he bogeyed three in a row and shot six under. He opens with bogey on Monday because there's no Sunday and was really good, except for a double and a triple on the back nine that blew his chances to really finish top six. And, yeah, I had a bet on it, but, man, I want to see Charlie make it to Eastlake. He looked like he had Eastlake on his mind. Charlie Hoffman playing some good golf all season long. There's no way I'm going to fade him at 7K right now. And he's shown the ability to make birdie after birdie because he had to bounce back from a lot of bogeys this week. Yeah, I was. I didn't play him last week just because I was like, I don't know. Like we didn't see. You know, he missed a cut the open, and we just hadn't seen him in a while. But bounced back well. Gained four shots in approach. Gained another two putting. Struggled around the green. Don't know how much around the green you're going to need this week, but yeah, past 24 rounds, number one opportunities gained, fourth in the wedges, 13th in approach, 12th birdies are better. He makes a lot of sense. Um, I thought he'd actually be more popular than what he is. He's 15% on Tuesday night, which is, again, I thought I thought he'd be a little more popular than that, but at 7K, I mean, he makes a great last man in the lineup, or if you're really stacking on top, he kind of can give you some salary back to get some other guys at high sevens, low eights. When you, we were texting back and forth earlier in the day and you were like, oh, we're going to have to talk about Charlie. He's going to be popular. I thought, so instead of 40%, I'm going to have to go 60 or 70% to leverage the field? Okay. I guess I have to. James? Yes? It's a no-cut event. He needs to. He needs a good performance to, uh, to make Eastlake. I think you know what you should do here. 60 to 70%, 80%. Lock. ABC, no, no, always no. a charge. Lock button, 100%. All right, I can do that. I can do that. Um, I don't have a problem doing that. I know you at, don't. At 80 to 1 is the number I saw on him. I thought, okay, I'll take that. In a 70-man field, you'll give me the Seagull at 80 to 1? Thank you. Oh, okay. Well, you're making me go spend the 10 more bucks, the $5 win in each one. Wait, where's he at? Oh, I see him at 65. Really? Um, so oh. I'm not going out to the casino as we record this on Tuesday, normally a Monday. Uh, I'm I am not going out there until tomorrow because I'm coming off golf league. I'm ready to go to bed after this. But 
who that makes me there's some bets in football I got to get into that I'm worried about the numbers moving. I've got him at 80 still. Pray to God he's still at 80 at this time tomorrow night as we're recording on a Tuesday night where I get that bet in on a Wednesday. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like him at 65, 80, yes, yeah, 65. Oof. It's a bit of a hit. Um You can think about it. Maybe somebody else will push that number in a different direction. I hope so. I don't know who that would be, but that would be nice. Is there another player, or is Charlie the clear-cut number two for you? I would say he's clear-cut number two. I have two other guys starred. Um, again, here's my theme. Can't putt. Hey, Keegan Bradley. I mean, we've seen him win a BMW a few years ago. I don't know if that's kind of playing in my mind. Had a good Northern Trust. Was good at 3M. Good at Rocket Mortgage. Missed at the Open. Missed on the number of travelers. Why? Because he couldn't make a putt. Except last week, he, he gained three strokes putting. Like, I realize that's an anomaly, but this is a pretty short turnaround. If he can do something like that and keep up the approach numbers, I think he's live at 7,700. And then the other guy starred, which, again, another guy who starred all year, 7,200, Kevin Streelman. Amen. Keeps giving himself 10th opportunities gained, second in the wedge range. Solid all around. Doesn't really stand out anywhere, but doesn't really have any negative standouts either. So 7,200, not asking for a ton at that point. I like Henley a little bit. Co-crack. Uh, Norrin showed me a lot last week. I don't know if I get back to him. Norrin's a guy I like to just like throw in lineups every once in a while. I don't know. He's a grindy old guy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Na. Those are kind of the names besides the ones you mentioned. I'm absolutely with you, absolutely with you on Streelman. And Harold Varner III has been playing really well. Now, I know his Northern Trust history is good, like really good. He plays great at that course. So we'll see if it you know continues. But – at 7,400, Maryland's not far from the Carolinas where he's from. You know, it's, uh, I don't know if I'm getting a little bit too off board, but 15th of Barracuda, 11th of John Deere. I know those are different fields, but that's three of his last ten, uh, five times out as a top 15. You mean to tell me the John Deere Classic is not the same field strength as the BMW Championship? I'll tell you that course, TPC Deer Run, has a hell of a stronger entrenchment in PGA Tour history than this course. This is true. See, I talk, I talk good about your course, man. I even, hey, hey, I even buried a whole deer run a month ago, so I'm going to take it. Um, hey, yo. No, back to Varner. So Thursday morning, he gets out to the first, you know, he's leading after the first round. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was Varner, so mad. I'm so mad because any time, I didn't bet first round leaders, but every time I bet first round leaders, I include Varner because he is really good on, it seems like on Thursdays, he can, he can go get a quick lead. So when I saw it, I was like, dang it, I didn't bet him. I think Rom beat him eventually. So it's mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, are you kidding? He, he was leading the early wave. And all the football stuff I've had going on, I had a football draft last Wednesday. Never got around to setting. Like, I set one lineup on Monday. Tuesday was done. So I'm sitting there getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, I've only set one lineup. By God, this is imp- I can't let this happen. So I just set lineups in a flurry without any real process to it. And – and the next morning, I'm like, I don't have one Harold Varner the third lineup. After I went back and looked at the results at Liberty National, the last three PGA Tour events, going back to like 2008 or something, mm-hmm. and Varner clearly had a good course history. I mean, I was so mad at myself for not having him in any of my lineups. I still am, but, uh, you know, I'm like, I thought about betting him and didn't. I was like, you know, I don't think he's going to win. I'm not betting him. I was really close, uh, but I was so mad at myself I didn't have him in lineups. You know, I think I'm going to have to throw an honorary um, first-round leader this week. 
um, on Cam Davis. Because I think last year I had him like 80, 80 to 1 or 160. I forget what it was. Some large number for first round leader, and he was there. And all he had to do was on 18, not him, 18, Hideki was tied with him. Hideki had a, like a 60-footer for birdie. I'm like, okay, I, I should be good. I remember this. Maybe Hideki will three putts because it's Hideki putting. Nope. Hideki makes a 60-footer to kill my first-round leader. He canned, he canned it from distance. Ugh. I remember that. Oh, man. I, I, Of course, I was mad, but then I also started laughing. And I was just like, are you like, jeez. Right. Of all like people, that, it's like Hideki who makes it. Yeah. You know, whatever. That's. I mean, what what else are you gonna do at that point other than laugh? Like, what can you do? <laughs> Can't do a whole lot, brother. I just remember seeing that. Like, you've got to be kidding me! And I just started cracking up. Uh, we didn't do this last week, so I actually had a bet on Kisner when he won. Uh, oh, that's what was, right. What's the tournament that went to a six-way Wyndham. playoff? I can't even think of the name of the Wyndham. Thank you, and. Uh, when Adam Scott had that like three footer oh. that he missed after he didn't even pay attention to the Siwoo's putt, like how, how stupid are you not to watch him putt from right outside you? But as he's getting ready to line up and and go for that putt, like I'm in a hurry because I'm going to draft fantasy football teams down at the casino here for the KFFSC, and I'm like, all right, but I'm dialed in, I'm watching, and I, I'm thinking before he puts it, I'm like, you know, I wouldn't rather have anybody else have that putt if I had money going the other way than Adam Scott. <laughs> And he missed it, and I was like, "Yeah." Well, I mean, that's a fair point. I can think. Of, I can think of somebody else who'd be in that boat too. I mean, okay, well. uh, other guys, but Scotty's like, you'd rather, you'd almost rather have Scotty have eight feet than four feet, right? Yes. Okay. So I was just thinking, like, that was the perfect putt for him to have. Who would you rather have with that putt, Adam Scott or Sergio? <sighs> Sergio have his eyes open. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I mean, he was putting better with his eyes closed there for a little bit earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, because Scott's already missed it, and I've seen Scott burn me <laughs> with it, probably Adam Scott. I don't really bet on Sergio, so his his misses don't ring out in my brain the way Scotty's do. That's fair. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I feel you on that. I, I mean, do remember that Hideki I mean, Keegan would also be a, would be a bet for me in that one. Or Lucas Glover. Benny on Lucas Glover were two I was going to throw there as well. Uh, me. Me. Well, well, yeah, you and I can miss putts too. I mean, <laughs> we, we, but those putts wouldn't be for birdie, and it wouldn't be for winning a million dollar tournament. C- correct, Amundo. Only in our, only on PlayStation. That's right. Oh goodness. Well, um, anybody else you want to promote before you tell me who you're fading here? No, no, I do have a fade, and I think you, you mentioned. I think you mentioned him as a guy that you might be playing, but okay. Hey, hey who knows what? Is this a Siwoo Kim week? I have no idea. I'm not going to try to find out. He's no, not I'm not. all that great outside of Wyndham. So, you know what? I'm not going to try it. He's my fade, too. Oh, no, I'm okay. out on Siwoo. Kevin Nye liked. I liked uh, HV3, Kokrak, Henley. I, mean, I don't know. Henley, Siwoo. I don't know. I'm out on Kokrak. He past few tournaments have not been very good for him. So, I, you know, I don't know. You're, you're correct about that. I bet him last week anyway. I mean, He's at, I think he's like 80 to 1 this week. I am not sure where he's at. Or am I, am I exaggerating that number a little bit? No, I don't think you are. I don't know. I can't find him right now. Yeah, he's 80 to 1. 
Well, that's probably why I'm not looking in the right place. Yeah, he's all the way up at 50 to 1 at my book. Our books are way off again this week, man. There was like a time where they were the same. And then we had some some uh, divergence, and it seems like we're back to that. Well, I mean, we, we, both, well, we both had Rob at 40 to 1, so... <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at top 40 bets right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure they're interesting. Rom's minus 3,500 for a top 40. I'll pass. I don't do those. I don't either. I just there's nothing in the world that would make me do that. I saw top 40 in a 69 person field. Like, oh, I'm gonna see these odds. Oh goodness. Well, I won't be betting those. Hopefully, I won't be playing anyone that doesn't make it into that top 40 as well. Stuart Sink at plus 110. He can get a top 40, can he? He can. I'm not betting it. Are we ready to take it to the six Ks? Yes. Probably need to save it, save this podcast at this point. We got some names here. Is there one that stands out to you? Uh, give me a minute to timestamp this one. Yeah, I thought I had one or two. Um, yeah, Sebastian Munoz at sixty-seven hundred. Not going to necessarily pop out in the longer-term models, but once you start getting the short-term models, he's fifth over the last twelve rounds. 10th or last four, 18th or last eight. So he's starting, you know, he's popping a little bit. So let me see what the reason here is. His approach, his irons have been fire. He gained five shots in approach at Northern Trust. I was slightly positive at Wyndham. Gained eight at John Deere. Putting is kind of normalized a little bit. He kind of went through a summer little, yeah, June putting was not his friend, but he's kind of gotten it back from then. So he's starting to play solid at 6,700. I also think he need, he's kind of on the outside right now, right now. I think he's like, where is he at? Maybe no. Okay. Apparently, I was thinking somebody else. Yeah, he's 59th. Never mind. I thought he was in the 30s. So never mind. Yeah, he needs a really good week to make East Lake. So, but um, no, I think at 6700, I think he does make some sense just for his recent form, and he'll give himself plenty of opportunities. Hopefully, with the putter being better, he can make them. I think I'm going up the top just like I did in 7K with Mackenzie Hughes. I mean, he's been playing some pretty good golf these days. And, you know, I'm kind of a Mackenzie Hughes guy anyway. So outside the Olympics, it's been a really good, like, month and a half, two months for Mackenzie Hughes. Maybe the Travelers wasn't great. But he's been playing good enough golf for me at 6,900 to plug into my lineups and feel very good at, you know, starting a Hoffman-Hughes lineup. And that gives me a chance to get back to maybe playing Rom or – at least playing somebody up top that I like and fitting them in easily. So Michael Waldel of all people uh, tweets out hey, or sends a group in my group message. Hey, what about this Mackenzie Hughes? He's only three back after the first round. You know, he was a hundred to one. So I look at it like, well, it's mostly putting, but that's Mackenzie Hughes. And he was getting on approach. So I bet him. Yeah. He didn't do a darn thing after that. So, <laughs> like, well, I apologize to that. No, I mean, I knew I was getting myself into. It's like, well, Mackenzie Hughes putting, you know, putting really well. It's not exactly a surprise. Like, 100 to 1, I'll take a chance. Didn't work out, but I'd do it again. I appreciate that. Uh, the team Mackenzie Hughes love appreciates that, too. Is that still the background picture on your computer or phone? Uh, No, I my old phone died, and I couldn't even save. Dude, I lost so many pictures. Uh, thank God I sent some of those stupid pictures to our fantasy league, uh, chat. Cause Rob <laughs> actually, right. sent me a, 
He sent me a few back of like me at Kiowa, one of I could have found that one, but like the Charlie Hoffman pictures I took at the memorial, they would have been toast, I think. Like I might have I don't know. I, I that phone died and I can't get it to start. I haven't thrown it away because I'm worried about that, but no, I don't have that picture anymore, dog. I I'd lost a lot of pictures. Oh, that sucks. Sad day. I'll have to go take more at the uh I don't know, memorial next year of Charlie Hoffman. We'll see. Who else you like in 6K? Or do you? Um, The only other name I have starred, and I think he'll be popular because I think he had a ton of birdies last week, 6,300 Aaron Wise. Ethan birdies were better last 24 rounds, 12th in the par force at 450 to 500, 28th tee to green. No cut events. If you're going to give me somebody who, who at least is showing some birdie potential at 6,300, I mean, he doesn't need to do much. He just needs to be, what, top 30 potentially? And maybe... Sneak in a top twenty scoring wise, and I think you're I think you're onto something. If I'm absolutely going to the bottom, Tom Hoagie, Harry Higgs, those are guys I like playing. We're taking absolute dart shots at sixty two hundred on Higgs, six K even on Hoagie. Phil Mickelson at a place where you can make birdies intrigues a lot of me at sixty three hundred. Ryan Palmer at sixty four hundred. That's a James Adams guy. I'll, I'll probably be going there. I see myself dipping into 6K a little bit more just because I'm trying to get different with people, and this might be where I do it, just because I know they're going to play all four rounds. So we'll see if it pans out. I can't say I've been great in these no-cut events, quite frankly. I mean, if I'm going to go at 6K, Hudson Swafford, um, past two tournaments, 37th at Wyndham, 11th at Northern Trust, his iron's on fire. He can't do anything around the green or putting. His short game is not been very good, but if he can somehow neutralize that, his irons are good. And he was he gained seven point four shots off the tee last week. Northern Trust, and it might be a big, it might be a little bit of a reach asking for the short game to come around. But from a pure ball striking perspective, he does kind of rate out okay in those areas. Anything else in the six K positive, or do you have a fade to throw at me? I really don't have a fade. I'm just going to say Phil. Um, it's hurtful. I know. I'm sorry. Just, I mean, he's number 70. Well, he'll be, yeah, he's number 70. So, I mean, he's going to go out and do whatever the heck he wants. And my concern is if he gets, if he's, you know, he has to be top 10. So if he gets to Saturday's T58, he might just, he might just sit back and just play, you know, carefree and doesn't really care. Try some things, just hit bombs just to appease the fans and, that just does concern me slightly. That sounds fun to me. Well, absolutely, but I don't know if that's—I don't know if what he's you know going double double birdie if that's exactly what you want for drafting scoring. But it'll be you're fun to one, watch. You're 100 percent correct that that's not what I'm going to want. That's a fact. I'm going to fade Max Homa. Why? Yeah. I love Max Homa. I had the 66 to one ticket when he won Riviera, but didn't you say he's right there with Charlie Hoffman? Yes, he's number 30, I believe. Yeah, I can't be cheering for that, so we'll go ahead and fade Max Homa. Fair enough. I can't, can't cheer for that. That's why I fade Steelers in a fantasy draft, except for the one time when I had a winner and I started with Antonio Brown. So okay. I guess what I'm telling you is play Max Homa, people. I mean, I've had to learn as a Bears fan, I can't fade the Packers. Like, i got to take Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones right now. So that, That's correct, Mundo. So that's my only reason for fading Max Homa. I actually... <laughs> I, I don't have a fade. I mean, it's Lucas Glover is really my fade, but that's the same old tired story I give you every week. Is he still on your ban list? Hell yes, he's still on my ban list for life. Okay, 
What did he do again to get on a ban list? I, I keep forgetting this. He was on the ban list like two years ago or something. And I finally took him off. And he was, I think it was, it was it Congaree. One of the places where he was an ambassador. Yes, Congaree. Yes. And, and uh, or no, Palmetto, right? Wasn't oh, Con- Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, Palmetto. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he was an ambassador and everybody <laughs> loved him. I, myself included. I took him off the band list. He missed the cut. He is on it for life. Um, I faded him at Palmetto. Thank you very much. Bearer Horowitz, uh, pat on the back. And then I got the generous top five number on him at John Deere and then bet him live in the final round at like 10 to one, nine to one, 10 to one when he won at John Deere. And you better believe I am not, I'm not going to bash a fellow John Deere champion. He also, I had Scott Brown on a really nice number at John Deere that oh, week. So it's just another yeah. reason I don't like Lucas Glover. Well, I, yeah, Scott Brown <laughs> seems like an auto just bad at John Deere. He's number of top tens there. Hasn't won, but at some point maybe. Anything else from the uh, DraftKings side of things? No. I have some terrible news for you, Skeeter. Oh, did you fall out to the top 500? I am currently 502nd. Oh, no. <laughs> you want to oh, talk no. about on the line. Oh. The difference is I still advanced this week. Uh, so I am alive. Who did I, I played somebody last night? I currently, and I'm probably changing him now after what you told me earlier, because in this point, I, I'm not. I had Colin Morikawa in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I played Rory last week. I have no chance. Um, I'm playing, I have I'm playing Rory available. I care. Yeah, I have Rory available. I do not have Xander. In fact, I really don't have anyone else available until you get to like Neiman, Paul Casey. I think I'm playing Rory. I don't know what I'm going to do. Not I don't that, think I not, can. Not that you should listen to me because my one and done this year has been awful. So I might, I might go with Rory. I don't know. I'm certainly looking at him. He is the best player available, certainly by uh, percentage of usage uh, available. Yeah. It's either that or I go Paul Casey. Either one. Um, I would still go Rory, but I wouldn't fault you for Casey. I could go Hoffman, but I've already used him. Well, of course you have. <laughs> I would be shocked if you got to this point of a one and done and you hadn't used Charlie Hoffman. So I'm also in another fantasy league where you start a lineup every week. It uses a... Draft a pseudo DraftKings uh, principle. You get six guys. You have, I forget how much money you get, but basically it's two hundred fifty thousand per golfer times six or so whatever that number is. Uh, Fifteen. That's a one five and some zeros. Uh, I have my team name is Hoffman's Heroes. I am in first place <laughs> out of about forty people. I use Charlie Hoffman every single week. I have him in my lineup again this week. I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? Should I use him? Of course I have to use him. It's been the rule. I, I go, he's going down with the ship. But not only am I – I'm barely ahead of second place by like 400000 If you think about it, like you get your prize money from all six guys in your lineup. So mm-hmm. 400000 can be wiped away instantly this week. Yes. So I'm on the cusp of that as this comes down to the wire, on the cusp of being in or out of that 
uh, at least cashing in Pat, the race for the Mayo Cup. So a lot of stuff coming down the line for me this week. It's uh, it's kind of tight. Some of this runs till next week, actually. Uh, the the con- the fantasy league I was telling you about runs till next week too. But a lot of stuff on the line. I'm having a little fun with this, dude. Nice. Yeah. Um. The only thing I have down on the line is I'm fighting for third in our fantasy league because I think first and second are locked up, and I'm in a. I got a little bit of a lead on fourth, but uh. That's why I'm glad I have. I actually have six golfers. I haven't seen. I haven't checked to see what the guy in fourth has yet. I am so far out of there. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm so far out of one and done. I mean, still fifteen hundredth, and I don't think I'm gaining a thousand spots in one week, especially with um Xander. But uh, you never know. I, never know. I, I don't. I, I I don't even know what scenario would have to happen for me to. I don't. I don't think there is a scenario for me to cash. Xander wins. Charlie Hoffman finishes second. Uh, Lover third. Uh, I would accept fourth. it. <laughs> I would accept a Glover behind. I would ex- if it was behind Hoffman for third. I'd accept it. This has got to be something really bizarre. <laughs> uh, well, you got anything else on this tournament? As we we've uh, we've certainly talked a lot about a place we have no clue about. Yeah, I don't. I mean, this is going to be. This might be a. I don't know how many. It'll be three lineups at most, and I don't know how much in investing, just because I have no idea what to expect. I intend to set 10, but if I get to, like, I've been in these no-cut events with smaller fields before where I get to about six or seven, and I just go, okay, that's it. That's all the combos there are. Like, I'm I'm literally looking for the same people in the same price range with the same build started. So I, I may not get to 10, but I'll probably go there. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I I have no feel on this week. I haven't had the feel the past two weeks, which doesn't help. And then no, no cut, new course. I don't. I'm. It's an educated guess type of week, and sometimes those work. Sometimes they fail miserably. So try something I, and hope it works. I thought I had it drilled last week, and I was terrible. So hopefully this uneasy, uncertainty feeling leads to another good week. I had a couple. We'll see if we can get back to it, Skeeter. Right. Good luck to you this man week. Yeah, same to you. Let's just hit some bets and some lineups, and hey, we'll uh, go to the Tour Championship ready to deal with that fiasco. I am looking forward to it. It's been a uh, it's been a good time talking about a place that I can't wait to see. So best of luck to you. Best of luck to everybody listening. We certainly appreciate you listening. For Skeeter Robinson, I'm James Adams, and this has been the Fantistics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast.